Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Now, oh, oh, it's starting. Welcome to Penn Sunday School. We are broadcasting live from Show Creator Studios. I'm Matt Donnelly, and in studio with us today is the great Johnny Thompson. Hi. <laughs> with his bodyguard, his tough, his muscle, Pip the Magic Dragon is here. Good evening. <laughs> Please stand five feet away from Johnny at all times. <laughs> and here he is, preaching the love. We're talking magic, everybody. Penn Gillette. Yeah, let's talk magic. You know, yeah, let's do a big magic podcast. Yeah, wait a minute. Got... I got here in the morning. You just said good evening. Have we been here that long? <laughs> yes, Johnny. Yeah, we've been here that long. As Bob Dylan said, people just get uglier, and I have no sense of time. <laughs> <laughs> so we have got we have got Johnny Thompson, the uh, the uh, the great, great Tom Sony, the great Tom Sony, greatest magic mind, yeah, uh, alive, and we have Piff. A Good professional evening. working Vegas magician. And we have Matt Donnelly, who's starting out in magic. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. He's going to ask the questions. What questions do you have about magic there, Come Matt? on, anything you want to know. Okay. All right. So how much does it matter to when you're, when you're first starting off magic? Like, you know, there's so many things out there with, like, different decks, different, different trick decks that you have to know. And there's so much stuff where you can understand these, like, little tiny gimmicky tricks. Like, if you're trying to be a performance magician, how much does understanding, like, these little tricks matter to your development? Can you ask that question in less than five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Okay. Nor now, you, did you do a lot of little packet tricks? And you did a lot of close-up card stuff, didn't oh, you, Piff? I was packet king. <laughs> Piff the packet king. I had a whole range of wallets with a whole range now, of... Now, for those who don't do magic, packet tricks are when you pull out just a limited number of cards. 19 usually. seven of spades, usually. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing with 19 seven of spades. Yeah. They, and, or they have, like, bizarre cards. Like, they're, like, the three and a half of clubs, or they've got rainbow backs, or... Yeah. yeah, well, and they always you always take them out in little plastic cases. They got <laughs> four cards in cases. them, and, and then you say, "This is a perfectly ordinary yeah, four cards, tr- trick cards." <laughs> they have to struggle to get them out of the thing because they're so like gunked up with sweat, and they've like bonded to the plastic itself. <laughs> so you have that struggle. Come on! So don't start with those then. You could do whatever you want. Well, that basically comes from starting out by going to magic shops and buying these little tricks to begin with. You hey, know. you know yeah. what? I was telling Johnny about uh, Piff and Pop's magic shop, uh, mm-hmm. the UK tour, mm-hmm. and there was a long pause, and Johnny says, and you're going to make money from this? He's like, <laughs> yeah. And he says, how much do magic shops pay these days? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to get, 200 a night? Oh, so now I've already burned the idea of actually doing a tour. Now we're doing Magic Shops tour. <laughs> Piff and Pop go to Magic Shops. <laughs> Much better. Johnny improved it like he does everything. Yeah, of course. Why just lecture? But Why you know, just lecture? Um, 
I want to I want to I want to talk about learning learning magic here a little yeah. bit because I think it's fun. Uh, Teller gets very upset that everything's on DVD now. Uh, everything's on the internet in video, and it's no uh, much less text for people learning tricks because um, video is much less searchable than text. Johnny has how much does your book go for the two volume thing? Three hundred dollars. Yeah, three hundred bucks. Uh, it's sold out. Yeah. But I've just scanned it, and it's now on eBay for five dollars a piece. So I won't. <laughs> but it's this big, beautiful book full of pictures, and it is the first magic book uh, I, uh, I've ever seen that really seems to have everything in it. On um, the final trick is hundred dollar prediction, which I'm watching as we speak. You're watching the version <laughs> on the internet, uh, which is I saw him do it at a trade show. I don't want to talk about this. You know. I think I'm going to put this in my act. I'm not even kidding. I'm not going to give it away. I'm I don't not... want to give it away. I don't even want to bring any attention to it. <laughs> well, could I at least talk no. about it? Oh, okay. Johnny, how many people bought your book? How many books did you sell? We, uh, we, the fr first printing was 1,500, and okay. we just uh, now... So, Piff, I just want you to know that 1,500 people are thinking the same exact thing you were. <laughs> no, they're not, because 1,499 people didn't realize at the end of the trick, Johnny Thompson gave away the $100 trick until this moment, and now they're all like, well, I better take off the cellophane, because I was going to put it on the internet and sell it, sweet, sweet cash, in a few years. Now there's actually something practical in it. <laughs> Guys, we're ruining my act. But Johnny has stuff in this book like once in 5,000 times of doing it, this is what happened and this is how I covered it. I, I, I will say this. Uh, during my, uh, when I was putting the Hillbill show together, the embarrassment of riches that I had, which was uh, amongst them getting to sit down with Johnny Thompson whenever he'd have me. And, uh, and we're trying well, to Well, I with... had you a couple of times. <laughs> That's true. And, that, and it, was, it was worth it. The show's going we very well. I thought we were going to talk about that in public. Johnny, I give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I mean, who, who made your money show Johnny Thompson, yeah, Penn and Teller, yeah, Matt you. King, yep. Well, I, I ruined a few bits, yeah, but I mean, if anything, that brought you down. If anything, that was the obstacle. Because of you, I've added beach path. balls and fishing balls. Let's oh, yeah. not. Let, I mean, let's not talk about it. No, let's not dwell on that. Everything I've done has ruined your act. I but, do like um, a tuning fork joke now because of you. Do you? Yeah. What's your tuning fork joke? When I used to tune into the voices of the dead, I used to just put my hand up in the air, and you said I should use a coat hanger. That's a good bit. <laughs> and then I didn't have the coat hanger one night, so I just grabbed two forks from the from the from the table in front of me, and I used tuning. That's forks. not a tuning fork. Exactly. That's why it gets a laugh, Johnny. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Anyways, to I'm going to go back to the story of the time. <laughs> so that was that. I was like, oh, we should come up with like an ending trick, and Johnny just throws out this trick. He throws out, you should do a card to wallet, hundred dollar prediction. No, goddamn it, Johnny. <laughs> Who else and are you giving this away to? RJ, uh, we respectfully was like, I don't know if you're there yet in terms of being able to perform this. Yeah, I agree. And I said, I'll take your word for it. And then I told Penn that you were going over different finales and uh, Johnny threw out some kind of card to wallet thing. And Penn just screamed. Like, just, <laughs> he just screamed at me saying, he was going to give you a card to wallet? Like, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> it, 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 like I said, I, I couldn't get him to pay, so he didn't get it. <laughs> I was in a trade show in San Francisco, seeing him with lay people yeah. under fire. It has to be for that environment the oh, greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Can, can we talk about the Dove Act? Can we please? <laughs> <laughs>
I, admit, I, I really think this is going to go on my act. Sure. What harm will that do? People will now hear this podcast. They'll go, I want to see this legendary yeah, trick. So let's, see Piff, come to your show. let's see Piff fuck it up. Penn, are you going to put it in your show? I don't think so. I'm not going to put it in mine. Johnny, are you going back on the road anytime soon? No. You the- got it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get the contracts out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Penn signs anything we put in front of him. We're good there. <laughs> You saw that, didn't you, that I signed anything? I love it. Yeah, there you go. It's the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. I'm not sure whether it works because uh, of the theory behind it or because you're Pendulette. That's that's (laughs) the only thing that's um, concerning me about it. But, uh, yeah, everyone always asks you to, like, sign away all your rights to everything, when everything you do. Oh, hi, you're about to appear on Morning News. Can you just sign this 12-page contract? You, have you seen us on the road yet? Yeah. Yeah, we, they just we, come to you with this, like, huge document. We had a great thing where we were uh, – we were. this is what I stopped worrying about. We were first doing Penn & Teller Get Killed. We were given a contract by Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. And the contract said, by signing this, you'll give Warner Brothers – Exclusive use <laughs> to the character Pendulette. Oh my God! And the character Teller. Those two characters will not be used without Warner Brothers' permission to get Pendulette. Reading the whole thing through, and I said to Teller, "Let's sign it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Let's sure. give away everybody. Sure, sure. Because when we did uh, Tim's Vermeer, uh, and uh, Tim Jennison was saying. They, they've actually said in here that I have don't have the right to use the name Tim Jennison ever again without the permission of Sony. I said, yeah, sign it. <laughs> yeah. He said, but that's my name. I said, yeah, sign it. Now, it works out fine for Penn and Teller, as we know. Uh, <laughs> Tim Jennison, can he still use his own name? He can use his name, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because... Uh... I haven't heard much from Tim since. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen That's some cool. mysterious tech lectures yeah. by TJ. Ah. <laughs> so uh, he uh, that that trick was amazing. Now, how many how many trade shows did you work? I mean, how 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 much of your career were trade shows? Well, I'll tell you, I did three shows an hour. Mm-hmm. And, oh God, that's and that's where uh, you get good. Eight hours a day. Some shows were ten hour shows, and. Uh, I had 15 years of that, you know, and I used to do at least two to three trade shows a month when yeah. I was working full time. So thousands and thousands of performances. Yeah, when we used to do uh, street performing and Renaissance festivals and so on, you just, uh, you know, you get there at 10 in the morning, you leave at 10 at night. And you just grind. Yeah. And uh, I believe, and this is contrary to everything acting tells you, all acting teachers will tell you you want to be there and be present and know where you are. I believe some of my best shows, I had no idea where I was. (laughs) I had done it so long. It was on such automatic pilot that I was just uh, totally in the flow. And there was no conscious kind of um, self-awareness at all. I mean, when you're when you're on your thirtieth show of the day, yeah. there's a certain kind of automatic pilot that takes over that gives you that kind of um, gentle authority that you have that people know they're going to see something great. I also love that that trick, uh, the the card in the wall, the trick, Piff trick. It's in the Piff show. Piff, Piff the Man Dragon's hundred dollar. Yes, you mean Piff's new wall yeah. trick? Yeah, uh, shortly with... to be available on uh, eBay.com. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with that trick is that people can come back to see it over and over, and I can't imagine a lay person seeing that the second time. 
because you go, okay, well, I saw it once, and the second time I'm going to learn a lot about it. Exactly. I believe seeing that thing five times by by lay people would be completely mind-blowing. Oh, he has real magical powers. <laughs> people would figure? come back to see if, and people would say, don't pick the three of spades I did last time. Yeah. That's the, and, of course, it I, I'd always, I, I never lost a dime. The closest <laughs> I ever came is I was doing a farm progress show in the middle of a cornfield in uh, outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. This and is where you made it. Huh? This is, this is what, once you've made it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's this what it was all about, to get to that show. And, uh, they planted fame in those fields. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that was my name in the time, planted fame. So, anyway, uh, this guy's on stage and doing the wrap-up, and I, I let, let him go. And I glance at the wallet, and I realize... The $100 bill is gone. <laughs> and I said to Pam, why don't you tell him about Red Brand Fence? I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'm chasing this guy in a cornfield, and I catch him, and I said to him, you took my $100. You're a, a farmer, the backbone of America. I said, how could you do that? He said, I figured it's the only way I'd win. <laughs> <laughs> And That's he the was closest correct. I came he is to totally losing correct. It. Yeah, he is absolutely correct. But I had guys. He's immoral, who, but he was right. I had guys who took the trick. Immoral? Johnny was chasing every single. What do you mean immoral? Are you really going to? It's a magic trick, Matt. Johnny was not going to end up with hundred dollars of that guy's money. That would be immoral. What? Johnny is lying. Sure. What Johnny's guy? saying, I'm going to give you a chance to win $100. It's not his money. It's my money. Now, I'm on Johnny's side on this. No, you, what? You, what? You Johnny just... doesn't have a side yet. You're the one who creates the situation. <laughs> Don't bring Johnny into this. No, forget that offer of my wallet trick to you. So, yeah, you, yeah, so, you'll forget it, So Matt. when you go into this, this, uh, do this Piff show you do, you do, yeah. a, you do a magic show, yeah. um, when you go do it and some guy runs off with your money, you're going to be like, good for him. No, no, he's going to chase him like I did. The, exactly. The uh, first of all, I now have people to chase him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's piffed the magic dragon. Second of all, it won't be money. We're going to be playing for the dog. <laughs> you oh, can't right. put the... I, I'm going to bet oh, no. the dog. You can't. Why? No, no, no. You, you do can't. both. You offer the money, and then as a bonus, and I'll throw in Thank the you, dog. Thank you, Johnny, for improving it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Where Gillette says you can't, Johnny Thompson says you can, and that's why he's the great. That's <laughs> amazing. I'm not going to argue with there that. There isn't <laughs> one single thing you can suggest that Johnny can't improve. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's Let's about... talk about the rest of my act. Yes, <laughs> and that costume you have, too. Gosh, I'm a genuine <laughs> mythical creature, Johnny, please. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> what I... next? Matt's not a hillbill? Come on. <laughs> I presume you'll be liking caterpillars next. I love that guy. The... What, you talking about the guy on America's Got Talent? Oh, yes. I love that guy. I thought you would. I just did a podcast with him. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes. What is this? What, where's he going to work that act? Why would you, why would you <laughs> sully this conversation? <laughs> What's the act? The guy comes out. Hey, no, no, no. Let me explain this. Oh, Let me give you the context. You're going to glorify it. First of all, I saw this guy. Yeah. There was, there's a show called Scott Neary's Booby Trap. Yeah. So he does a video, he did a video advert of this act. 
And for about three seconds in this video clip, there was a guy in an enormous... He's like a full-body snake costume, and he's got a guy from the audience, and he's just put him inside his, like, snake mouth, and he's now eating the guy. So the guy is, like, going through his costume. So I'm like... That's a lot better than So I'm like, this is already the greatest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) So then... um, I speak to my friend, Maura the Amazing, who's a hula hooper. I'm like, you do Scott Neary's booby trap. Please, who is this guy? Put me in touch with him. So she connected me. He said, I said, I just love, I've seen three seconds of your act. It's already the greatest thing ever. He said, oh, I just did it on the gong show. So I watched it on the gong show. Really good spot. Then... America's Got Talent comes out this season, and I just see this guy's stupid little face in a caterpillar outfit as a still, and I'm like, thank God. (laughs) I immediately text the executive producer of America's Got Talent. I'm like, congratulations, you just struck gold. (laughs) And this guy's called Sethwood. Then I watched the act, because I knew it was going to be great. And uh, here's here's what they do, and this is, again, the genius of America's Got Talent, is uh, they introduce this guy, he's... uh, sort of typical L.A. actor, a bit hipster-looking, and he talks about how his dad is, like, some... I think it's, like, some scientist or something. His brother's a lawyer. He is really feeling the pressure to make it, and this is his big shot, and he's always tripped <laughs> being, being an actor. And it just cuts to him coming out in a caterpillar outfit and immediately falling on his face. And rolling around the floor. <laughs> and then trying to, like, uh, if, you know, like, um, hatch into a butterfly. So he's, like, in a sleeping bag, basically. He's trying to, like, pop out of it into a... So he then changed into his butterfly outfit. And he's got a butterfly penis. Yes. <laughs> in the That's outfit. That's all I saw. The wings He's got a butterfly penis that is just flopping around. And America's Got Talent are all going, Boo! This is the worst thing we've ever seen. And I'm like, thank God. For this guy. <laughs> he is my hero. He is a legend. Well, yeah, yeah he, because he makes you look good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it go. <laughs> I love him. We just, yeah, we're Sethwood. <sighs> okay, well, I, I, Bell I, I knew you were talent. a little demented. This proves it. Yeah. I tried last year, and there was a no-go. It was... Who was it who, from? From them? Yeah, they, they, they recruited me, and then... But they were only interested in that I used a chicken, and they wanted me to only use the baby chick in the Sounds show. Reasonable. show. Yeah. And then I, I'd only, you know, I remember this is when I was a whole three weeks into magic when this happened. <laughs> and uh, yeah, probably best off. Of course, everyone wants to get into show business in three weeks. Yeah. So, so I said, well, here are the six tricks I know. And they went, they were like, no, 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 no. But we like that you work with a chicken. He said it seven times. Uh, they said no twice to one. Well, yeah, I, really, I really hard pitched. That re- beard gets any longer, you'll be doing the mountain man magician. Yeah, well, I, that's fine with that. Whatever, whatever. People seem to like it. But, do you have um, to wash your beard? I do. Do you shampoo it? Oh, absolutely. Have you got some like fancy hipster beard oil? Uh, not yet. Not yet. It's the next stage. It is the next stage. I guess it depends on how cute the next girl give me a haircut is. Then I'll be buying whatever she tells me to buy for my beard. Um, but uh, what if she's not a hairstylist? <laughs> she's just someone who walks around. It's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you should buy beard oil. Whatever you say, Miss. Okay. Um, I didn't know they made beard oil. They, oh, they, it's a big, it's a big industry. Beard oil? Yep. It's a big, <laughs> new, the new thing. We're putting tariffs on it. <laughs> 
There'll be a te- tax war going oh, here. American American beard oil is moving to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to set the beard oil fields on fire. That's the new thing. We're going to invade countries for their beard oil fields. Yes. So in, in my show, I had a chicken, but I put the chicken in the bag. You mix around the bags and I'm smashing all the bags. Mm-hmm. Right? And they said that Simon Cowell hates even the idea that you might be cruel to an animal. Even That's if it's true. completely whatever. And that... A, a far more experienced magician than I. Can we a tell a story? Experience. We're probably not supposed to. Probably, uh, Matt King. That, that's exactly. <laughs> I was. Yes. When, Penn looked at me. We knew we were dancing around it, and then you. <laughs> Why can't we tell a story? Tell the story. It's not ours to tell, I guess. But go ahead. Well, I'll just pretend I'm Matt King. Well, <laughs> just Johnny tells a story, and then he won't get into trouble. Nobody's gonna. Yeah. This. Nobody's gonna ever take Johnny aside and say you shouldn't have told that story. Anyway, <laughs> Simon what, Cowell. What story am I telling? Simon Cowell. Uh, yes has trouble even with um, cruelty to animals that doesn't happen. Right. He was very upset at a magic trick that pretended to do cruelty to animals but didn't do it. Now, when you were on, was he upset at Mr. Piffles? No. No, because he was not the judge. Uh, Howard, Howard Stern. Stern. It was the Howard Stern years, and that's probably the only reason I got through to the finals because I was shooting that dog out of a cannon like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you, you, there was no tomorrow. What? There, for you, there was no tomorrow. You, you did mean? not win. You lost on the <laughs> That's his still secret. To, it says secret to success. Yeah, he loses I learned it everything. from the best. He lost. Yeah, where did us. I get that idea? <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny, what was the first magic trick you learned? Hang on a minute. Wait, Johnny, is the world not a better place for Seth with the caterpillar? Yeah, I guess no. <laughs> what are you talking about? I hope he puts that on his what's poster. Next? Is the Irving the fried worm? I mean, Already it's a good idea. About? Already I'm into it. <laughs> it's very difficult to suggest tonight that I wouldn't be into it at this stage. All right, well, well so serious. I had, to come qu- up, I had to come up with a, chicken, oh, a trick with a trick, and I'm just wrapping what? it up, and you can take it over. You, you, you can just I don't want to. Penn was trying to bring this back into a sensible conversation about Johnny. Well, wait, All right, let's the audience hear might be curious about the story. Andrew, oh, tell the story. Tell us the story. I had to come up with a new trick. The audience is really curious about the Matt King story that we're not allowed to tell. We kind of told it. Yeah. We didn't tell it at all. Go back and listen to Penn talk about somebody doing some He left trick. out He's all the good bits. He left out all the good bits. That I'm literally trying to railroad this back to Penn. I've been a co-host for the show longer than you. Um, <laughs> and you're interrupting the railroading that's trying to make the show more efficient. I just want you to know that. Yeah, I know. Have you not seen my act? <laughs> that's like my resume. That's, the, that's not my tagline. Piff the Mandate Dragon. Inefficient. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, what was the first trick you learned? No, just tell us the thing about the chicken. I had to come up with a uh, tried to come up with a brand new trick that involved a, ch- a chicken in 24 hours with three weeks of magic experience. So that's why I didn't end up on America's Got Talent last year. You gonna try again? Uh, yeah. Gotta still use the same chicken. Same chicken, same trick. I'm going right back. <laughs> that is not going to go well, buddy. <laughs> I'm repeating you know, my mistakes. We did in um, way back in the 90s. We did an MTV award. Right. And the MTV Awards, we decided I got this idea that I loved where we came out with uh, uh, Gibson guitars. Right. And telling each played an E chord, really loud E chord. And then we took the guitars and smashed them like the who. And then I addressed the camera and said, uh, you know, the who smashed their instruments on stage because uh, the music they were playing could not contain their passion. We're not musicians, we're magicians. And we use a rabbit. And this rabbit cannot contain our passion. <laughs> <laughs> so we took the rabbit and we put it in a ca- case and then um, 
Teller started doing magic with it. And then I wanted to say the thing Elvis said when he first, at, at least what sounds like on the record, first played rock and roll, when he said, hey, man, wait, 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 that don't swing. Let's get real, real gone. So after we were going to vanish the rabbit, he was vanished and showed empty. I said, hey, man, that don't swing. Let's get real, real gone. And we smashed apart all the equipment that supposedly had the rabbit in it, like we'd done with the Who, right? Now, this is at, um, in L.A. At the, at the amphitheater, right? It's a big, huge crowd. And the crowd was very heavily broken down. There was Aerosmith and the old, old rockers. There was um, Guns N' Roses and the new rockers. Then there was Run DMC and Public Enemy. And, uh, and and all the urban rockers. And we had been just done a, um, a video for Run DMC. So we were sitting. We were sitting with Run DMC and Public Enemy and all those guys. And then, so we showed the rabbit. And the people went crazy and we smashed the rabbit. And then we went, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't want anyone to be upset. And he said, we had done a switch. And the rabbit was not actually in there. The rabbit was over here in the amp that was behind us. And there was a special compartment. And Teller pulled out the rabbit. And the audience all went, oh, and relieved. And then Teller drop kicked the rabbit in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so there were, there were, there this were. This is such a good bit. <laughs> Why are you not still doing this bit? And the, and the crowd. I love this bit. This is a great rabbit. The crowd went crazy. Uh, it was wild, and it just kicked out of the audience. It looked great, and they did, you know, reaction shots of you know, Guns and Roses. Everybody, da, 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 da. the next act up was um, uh, in excess, Michael Hutchins, right? And Michael Hutchins went up to do his award, and he said, um, "I just want to say now, I live for the time when all people." And all animals <laughs> are Who's treated. Who's pointing to us? Oh, not the rabbit in the, in the like no, fourth no. row. No. <laughs> and all animals are treated with respect, even symbolically. <laughs> now, um, because of where he was pointing and where he was looking, he was looking directly <laughs> at Public Enemy and Run DMC because we were sitting there among them. And for some reason, uh, in excess had already gotten on the nerves of the rappers. <laughs> we know some of the reasons. So they began yelling and questioning, shall we say, his sexuality. <laughs> yes. And they were yelling really abusive things at him. And then he started um, yelling back at them to protect this rabbit. And Tell and I were sitting there going... It was a fake rabbit. (laughs) Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And it turned into this whole, like, big thing. They had to stop the taping and redo stuff and edit that whole thing out. Oh, man. It turned into a really nasty. It was almost like Penn and Teller and In Excess were going to start a race riot (laughs) based on a rabbit. And uh, it was really funny because um, MTV was so angry at him for angering Run DMC and Public Enemy and making them reshoot and stuff. They called me up and said, the new NXS video is uh, going to debut on MTV next week. We'd like you to announce it. <laughs> so I called up uh, Eddie Gordeski, funniest man in the world, and I said, Eddie, 
He'd been at the MTV thing. He knew how bad it when I said, they've asked me to introduce the new MXS video. And, and he said, oh, that's great. That's great. I said, I need a joke for you. He said, I got the perfect joke for you. So the name of the song we were uh, debuting was called Suicide Blonde. And I introduced it like this and said, we have a debut here on MTV. It was by uh, NXS, and the song was originally called Suicide Blonde, but Michael Hutchins is so sensitive, it's now called Got Real Depressed, so ate a lot of chocolate blonde. (laughs) (laughs) And then a a while later, um, I ran into the bass player for NXS. And said, I was introduced to the bass player of an excess. And uh, I said, oh, well, that was kind of uncomfortable there at the amphitheater at the MTV Awards. And he said, we were all on your side. (laughs) (laughs) It was Michael Hutchins alone. But that idea, the idea that um, when we went on Saturday Night Live, we, we did a thing where we cut a snake in half. Yeah. We pretended to cut a snake in half. It's a good trick, but it's cut restored rope done with a snake. We also did it on Fool Us, but we originally did it on Saturday Night Live. And uh, Isn't that when they got all the complaints? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Lauren Michaels told us it was the most complaints they'd gotten in Saturday Night Live history that we cut a snake in half. And Lauren read me one of the letters, which was great, which said, we know this was probably a magic trick, but it could give people at home an idea. Like two people watching TV going, hey, Fred, look at that. Let's go find a snake and cut it in half. Um, and what really made it amazing to me was the uh, week before, that, the month before, we had put Teller in a water tank and drowned him until he was dead and got no letters of complaint on that whatsoever. <laughs> so I should say to Simon Cowell, the guinea pig that Mac King had on your show was not in any way, shape, or form mistreated. And when you break Mr. Piffle's leg... No, on America's Got Talent, I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And they're better than that. But no, we, sh- we did a thing on America's Got Talent where uh, I had four boxes hanging from the, uh, from the ceiling? Not the ceiling. Prepping the flies. Thank you. Thank you. The great Tom Sony. Thank Mr. You. Showbiz. Mr. Showbiz. Knows the word flies. I said, inside one of the boxes of Mr. Piffles, the other three boxes contain the hopes and dreams of Mr. Piffles. In other words, they're empty. Then we let... Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we let uh, Howie Mandel choose a box. We destroyed the other three boxes. I put up the last box. Mr. Piffles was safe and sound. Howie... Uh, no, uh, Heidi Klum stormed up to me, like... As soon as I finished, came rushing up. Why would you put Mr. Pivers in a box? Why would you do that? Why would you put the dog in a box? I said, Heidi, the dog is not in the box, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> do you really think I would trust the life of my chihuahua to Harry Mandel on a one in four chance on live television? And then uh, Johnny has to play the blues based on that. Yes. Pulls out a shabotica, plays the blues. That was it. Is this Johnny's <laughs> phone going off? Yeah, that's Johnny's phone. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, whatever I was saying. Just, uh, God, I need to... That set off my phone. Now, you... Uh... So anyway, yep. I'm going to have to start the bit from the beginning now because okay. I can't remember where I got to. You, you got to uh, so Heidi Klum. Heidi yes. Klum. It doesn't help. Um, he- Heidi Klum. So she came up to me and she said, you know, do you really think I would put the... Oh, God. Johnny, your phone has ruined this bit. I said, you said... <sighs> You really think yes, I'm just start say, over again? We we can well cut we it can't. off. We're live streaming. Welcome to the internet. No, we're not. We're not. No. You're kidding. It's a bank show. It's a bank show. Yeah. Oh. 
This just goes so much better. <laughs> oh, this is, I can have four or five stabs at this one, then. Okay, go ahead. Here we go. Shows on America's Got Talent. Johnny, can you turn your ringer back on? Thanks. Okay. <laughs> did, wait, did you call him, Rich? <laughs> yeah, well... Did we you were, call him in the first place? We weren't going to tell you. Oh, my God. Okay, you're on America's Got Talent. Yes, and Heidi Klum comes up. She storms up to me and she says, why would you put Mr. Pilvers in a box? I said, Heidi, it's a magic trick. Do you really think I trust the life of my trial to Harry Mandel in a one and four shot on live national television? Oh, God, I don't even know what I'm saying now. I, you know what? I yeah, to... What you're doing is exposing the secret to a trick. I'm, a, I'm okay with it. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, oh. So you said this. Yes. And yes. what did she say? Where's the punchline? Where is the punchline? <laughs> it's like it's all of there. your tricks. They have no punchline. You called Heidi Klum a dickhead. I don't know if there's a bigger punchline than that. Did you call Heidi Klum a dickhead? Yeah. Yeah, just now. And then, uh, wait, oh, God. You think for a moment, here's, what, here's the thing I hate about people being sensitive about you, Teller kicking a rabbit, Matt King eating a, a, a Here, Here's the tragedy of this situation. I think the punchline might have been, uh, do you really think I would have trusted... <laughs> Harry Mandel with the life of my trial in a one and four shot. I think that was the punchline. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not much of a punchline. <laughs> when you're doing comedy. I mean, I agree. <laughs> but, but I'm sure I used to do this bit in my show and I used to get a laugh with it. Now I'm just trying to wonder how I got that. <laughs> All it took was, oh, there must have been more to it than that. No. Really? You think an audience would laugh at that? Sympathy. Well, that's you met my career is sympathy. What are you talking about? So go ahead, Matt. When you're doing a comedy magic, comedy magic where you pretend to kick a bunny, mm-hmm. right? The joke is that we all think animals should be treated well. I remember what it was. The... I re- sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just remembered. Here it goes. What is okay, it? No, 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 no. I could, look, we can edit that out. Let's just pretend I said that in silence. Okay, so do your bit, Matt. But just be quick because I might forget it yet. Sure. Otherwise, it's not. We all think you should treat animals well. That's what makes it a joke. So you getting in your high horse to me that hey, we should treat animals well because I pretended to kick a stuffed bunny, like that makes you tell me that like everyone doesn't know to treat animals well. Right. It's like if you take if you take a bottle of water and slam it down, yeah. no one complains because we right. don't care how that's right. treated. Exactly. You're not you're not a hanging out magician. You're a comedy magician. It's like the aristocrats. Yeah. The reason the joke was shocking is that we all think that what they were doing is wrong. Right. Except Johnny. <laughs> no, I, I was all for it. <laughs> now, Piff, I don't, I don't think finish you're... the story. Yes, give us the punchline. Kill us. It's, it's gone again. <laughs> uh, see what you did? You <sighs> made him forget Wait, I had another point. Oh. Okay. I don't think, like, when people have that argument with you and they say, do you think that it's funny to kick a dog in the face? It's like, well, you could never argue out of that position. You can't ever be like, yes, it's funny. But equally, like any sort of form of art where anything terrible is happening, you cannot argue that as well. Exactly. Um, as, Michael o- as Michael O'Donoghue said, Can the you question s- is ha- not... Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Yeah. Hell would you be the favor. host of the show. Let him take over. No, I'm not. Look, wait. <clears throat> I've got an issue here, guys. Okay. I've got a pressing You've need. You've got an issue about everything. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I'm English. Welcome to it. Uh, people say to me all the time, you know, not well, actually regularly, they say this, this uh, you know, oh, you're mean to the dog, whatever. Now, what I would like here is a pithy soundbite from the mouth of Pendulette, who is so good at these, <laughs> that I like? can remember, much like the joke I'm trying to recall <laughs> brutally, and I can say it at all times. So could you now give me the correct answer 
so that I can uh, parrot it regularly for the rest of my life. Is this, I, I this, care. Is this for the punchline? Is that what we're talking about? No, I'm still about? working on that. But oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll come back to that. <laughs> I care about that dog much more than you do. No, not really? Yeah, that's the answer. That really is the only answer. I mean, the, 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 the thing is that um, I guess that there are people that don't take for granted that we want animals treated well. Well, I guess there are people who don't understand that if the dog dies, then don't I don't have get paid. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have an act. It's kind of like that's not a magic trick. It's not a magic trick if the dog is hurt. Right. That's part of what Matt was yeah. saying. It's like when David Blaine was in a box not eating and he got thinner, that's not a magic trick. <laughs> if he were in a box not eating and got fatter, that's a that's magic trick. That's a magic trick, trick. yeah. I <laughs> that's agree. a pretty good trick. <laughs> really good trick. That would be a really good trick. Yeah, it would be, isn't it? That's so much better. It is. God, that, I, I, I hope he's listening. <laughs> That would be a great bit for him. You haven't seen his live show, have you? This tour that's no. out? I've heard it's great. Have you yeah, heard I'm sure it is. Yeah, everyone, everybody uh, every loves magician it. I've talked to who's seen it raves about loves the show. It, loves it. Yep. I want to see it. I want to see him in a box getting fatter. Yeah, I'd be too. Can I have a go at my joke? Sure. Yes. Here we go. <sighs> Do you want to set right. up? No. Don't forget it now. <laughs> I think I, I... Okay. So I said, Do you really think I would trust the life of my chihuahua to a one in four shot. <laughs> God damn it, Matt Donnelly. That is... That is so... Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever happened to Piff the Magic Dragon? He... He gave up. Oh, God, I wish I could have heard that live. It was a bank show. Do you, um, do, you, uh, do you really think I would trust the life of my chihuahua? Go ahead. <sighs> really? <laughs> All right. I'll give it a go. Do not pick up your phone, McDonnelly. <laughs> do you really think I would trust... Hands above the table, guys. <laughs> Mine too, because it would be hilarious to do it again. <laughs> and I really am tempted to call out Johnny myself at this point. <laughs> I can't even trust my thumb at this stage. <laughs> Do you really think I would trust the Life Metro to hammer down a one and four shot uh, on live national television? And then I said, uh, and then I would mime ripping the box open and I would say, he's dead. Good night, America. Come and see us in Vegas. We've got barrels of chihuahuas out there. Boom. Punchline. All I need now is a guy in a caterpillar suit. That's it, huh? Oh, God damn it. Somebody bring him up. I think your phone's on vibrate, Johnny. It's definitely going off. Okay, hold, 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 hold. let's stop for a moment. Okay. Let's talk about this. The truth is, most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. Wrong. Not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. But not Quip. Nope. So, Matt Donnelly, what makes Quip so different? Well, one is they give you a fantastic brush for, and it, that it makes little noises that tells you where to, which section of your teeth to brush at a certain time. Quip is an electric toothbrush. It's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. What Matt Donnelly was just talking about was a built-in timer that tells you when to change the pulses to go to a different part of your mouth. It's like a... It's like... 
Uh, a guide. It's guide. Yeah. <laughs> a guardian angel for your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Waze yeah. mapping for your teeth. Go <laughs> left now. <laughs> Quip subscription plan for your health. This is the best part. Yeah. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Worldwide, Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use the cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Nice. <laughs> I just used it. I was at Scotty's house. Really? I stuck it to Scotty's mirror. It you was liked great. It. I loved I liked it. it. Well, I'm going to start when I start my walking yeah. class. I'm going to go to a new toothbrush. And mm, Quip. Okay. Quip starts just twenty five bucks, and if you go to get Quip. Dot com slash pen. Right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash pen. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash pen. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, let's talk about underwear. Thongs. <laughs> yes, underwear. Everybody needs it, and new is better than old, and they must be comfortable. So you should get some MeUndies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> pirates. <laughs> MeUndies stay put. No moving around. They come right to your door. You'll like them. We all guarantee it. If you're listening to Sunday School, I know you're smart, so get these underwears. <laughs> We've all got them. <laughs> I, I know. I was wearing my, my Aren't they great? They're really great. The ones great. they sent us are, are so nice. Yeah. This, did you get yours, Matt? No. No. <laughs> he wasn't here last week. We have them. We have them in a closet right there. This is your okay. no-risk offer. If you're not happy, they'll refund the cost, and you get to keep them. Get that? Yes. And because you're listening to me, you get 15% off your first pair and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com slash pen. That's MeUndies.com slash pen. And there's an extra gift for you. What? Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, send it to me, and I will send you another pair. You'll get one for 50% off, then another pair from me for free. The first 25 people to send proof of purchase, a screenshot <laughs> of your purchase, or the receipt, I'll send you another pair free. free. Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. Put pen in the subject line, and you will soon have another pair for your collection. Let's do this. Meundies.com slash pen. Beautiful. That's just in. <laughs> I will, let's this is talk for, about uh, this hey, for a hey. second. Can we talk about this for a second? Yes, Just we can. For a second? Uh, if you like my show, you're not going to want to miss No Excuse with John Taffer. Shut it down and listen to John, the award-winning hospitality legend, as he brings his straight talk and unapologetic approach to daily topics, and current events. You don't want to miss his latest interviews with Adam Carolla and R.J. Bell, the host of Dream Preview on Podcast One. So download No Excuses every Tuesday on Podcast One, podcastone.com, and Apple Podcasts. Also remember, rate and review. Now let's go back to the show. So, Johnny. Yes. I get asked all the time, and I do mean all the time, on Twitter, uh, live, everything. Uh, I'm interested in magic. How do I start? Johnny, someone's interested in magic. How do they start? Well. A child, maybe. Let's start with a child. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess by today's standards, you'd probably go into a magic shop and try to buy some simple magic tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, to get get started. Uh, the other way, which is what I did, and most magicians in my era, we uh, 
Went to the library and read magic books. What magic book do you recommend for a beginner magician? Well, if it's for cards, I recommend The Royal Road to Card That's magic. Teller's, too. Teller loves yeah, the Royal Road. That's my favorite. I like cards. I book. wish I had this. Uh, hang on a minute. Let me dig around so I can find an interview where well, it doesn't look like I'm hopping on a bandwagon here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find this. Well, I'll tell you why that's uh, it's a It's a fine bandwagon to jump No. I, I, that was my favorite. I read yeah. it cover to cover. What's well, now my favorite too? No, so. screw you, screw you, Matt Donnelly. <laughs> well, why is it's it not your my favorite? Favorites. Why is it your favorite? That's my favorite because Teller loves it and Johnny Thompson loves well, it. No, well, I'll tell you why. I tell you why. <laughs> well, can I can I tell, can you I tell why? me? Why? I'll shut up. <laughs> no, I, no. Uh, <laughs> tell us why. Well, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to jump over this, but equally, I don't want you to tell us why, and then me have the exact same reasons. You won't. Have <laughs> <laughs> His phone's going off again. His phone is going off again. <laughs> It seems to be activated oh. by you. Piff, why? Johnny's phone's allergic to me. Never mind, Johnny. Piff, no, why is the Yeah, we want to hear God? from you yeah. why it's, why it's, why it's a great book. Let me just, uh, look, look, you can just, this is a bank show, you can edit all this out, and then we can get the real wisdom from Johnny. I don't think that's going to happen. Because, <laughs> you know, not with you here. Oh. Good. Piff, because not only has he got some sweet, sweet moves, it's really got the seven basic... Uh, moves in magic you need to know. I don't think it has a second deal, so maybe it doesn't. Maybe, But it has at least four or five of them. Then it also has four routines that you can use, and they're good tricks. So you can learn the tricks in the show. You've got all the routines. That, you've got all the slights to build your own routines. It really is the path to magic. That, Johnny. That is not the reason. Yes. <laughs> yes. I came up with my own goddamn reason, and I'm proud of it. I'm sticking by it, even if it's wrong. Well, I'll tell you. What's the reason, Johnny? It starts out like this. It teaches you to shuffle cards, just overhand shuffle cards. Then it teaches you a trick that only utilizes an overhand shuffle. Mm -hmm. Then it gives you a move to go with the overhand shuffle, and they give you a second trick that's based on a move in the overhand shuffle. And it goes on like this, and it gives you a complete repertoire. A by trick the end for every it, move. A, a trick and, and all the moves at the same time. And you learned it in increments. And it, that's why Is it's he such not a saying what book. I'm saying, but better? He, he, much better. Much better. <laughs> but the word that, you missed was incremental. But don't we take that for granted when I speak? <laughs> we just try and dig to the gold of what I'm saying. It's yeah, just covered you, in you shit. You speak incrementally, yes. Yes, thank now, you. Um, <laughs> Teller, when he was uh, uh, in high school, had a job filling gumball machines. And he would meet the other gumball fillers <laughs> during, um, during lunch. And he promised himself that entire summer he would do a new card trick for them every single day. day. Huh? So he would go, what a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, those people that had to work with him, what a terrible thing. <laughs> um, he would go home every night. I never realized how content I was to just fill gumball. <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was a whole complement of gumball fillers. I, 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 I got, these guys just can't wait to get off lunch. <laughs> God, I can't wait to get back get, to that machine. Get back to those gumball machines, yeah. What do you do for a living? Oh, I spend an hour on a lunch break. The rest of it's a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> These guys' least favorite book is The Royal Road to Magic. <laughs> to no, card, card magic. magic. Card yes. magic, yeah. At least I can't. explain it correctly. I know, I won't. I went for it and it's gone. Uh, when did you first read The Royal Road? Oh, when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. And did you do tricks for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. That's how you... 
you you get better. Now the hardest performing really yeah. really hard thing was how. Uh, did you first, before people came up and begged you to do a trick, how do you approach somebody? I talked to uh, a lot of magicians about this, but when they're unknown, how'd you go up and say, want to see a trick? What was your opener to oh, do I, that? Like when you were like 15. Uh, well, when I was 15, I didn't know any better. I just did tricks for them, <laughs> you know? But did you have an opening line? Well... When I did walk around in restaurants and and bar, I would just walk up and say, "Hi, I'm the house magician. Mm. I'm here to magician for you." <laughs> and that was my opening line. You know, what was your opening line? I never did. I never did walk around. Okay, well, never. let's pretend you did and make it a good story. So, what okay. was your? <laughs> what said, was your opening line? Uh, what would be my opening line? Yes. Yeah. I have never been able to fly one, so I can't do tricks. I've never <laughs> never been caught. For a guy who's made when his was... living as a magician for the last 40 years or better, I think that's pretty unusual. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? When Chris? I was traveling on the tubes in London, I would pull my magic pad and just hope people would be curious about what I was doing and come up to me on the magic pad. And I used to do tricks. that when I was traveling on the train in the UK. <laughs> you know this. That's why you're pretending to tell the story. Yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> Why isn't my phone ringing? <laughs> yeah, play, why don't you ring them now? Instead of, I used to travel. I used to have, a, you know, I used to travel on these four-hour uh, train journeys, going you know, from one side of the country to another. Why were you going across it, the country? That's England. One side of the country to another is four hours. Yeah, it's tiny. Why do you think I struggle in this country? I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is for, three time zones. That's that's three too many. Three time zones. No, it's no, like, four time zones. Yeah, you're right. Look at that. I forgot one. <laughs> Once again, Johnny's right about everything. <laughs> My opening line was, I'd walk up to a table and say, uh, good evening, have you seen the magician? And they would go, no. And I'd be like, ta-da. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's, good. Bad, That's a it? good line. Yeah. And what was your opening trick? Uh, I believe it was in the invisible deck. I would say, all right. Um, uh, I said, right, you wanna, let's do a card trick. Who's got any playing cards? And then uh, they would say, no, none of us, and I would berate them. <laughs> It'll be a constant barrage of uh, <laughs> me shouting at people. Your normal act. Well, no, yeah. it wasn't because I didn't have the dragon outfit at that point. So that was the period when I was just Were being fired. Were you in a caterpillar bit. outfit? God, I could only no. dream of it. I could dream of it. I was in a suit, and people would be like, "Who is this prick? Who is this prick ruining my you nice evening?" You had a evening? prick suit. I wish <laughs> any one of your suggestions would be better than what I did, which is just appearing in a nice, you know, business suit and and uh, yeah, berating people, until berating they didn't people. Like you. Yeah, well, not that they didn't like me. To further their dislike, <laughs> even when I appeared at the table, that was already they were already like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And they're still doing it. Yeah, but now I've got a cute little dragon outfit. Oh, and what was yeah. your uh, what was your opening trick? It was the Invisible Deck. deck. And then you were just... So I would say, all right, we'll just pretend. Uh-huh. And I would say, uh, sh you know, shuffle the cards. Shuffle. Shuffle the cards. What the hell are you doing? Shuffle the cards. Who, who shuffles like that? Who? You're making a mockery of this whole thing. And I say, pick a card. But don't ruin it with some Ace of Spades bullshit. Come on. This is... At least pretend it's difficult. If you got a good one, change it. Change it. Now turn it upside down. Throw it in the air. All right, this guy's going to catch it in the cards. Throw it up in the air. They throw it up. And I go, and I go, be like, all right, catch the cards. Boom, he catch the cards. Look at He didn't even move. He didn't even move. That's how good he is. He doesn't even look like he gives a shit about what's happening now. He didn't move. He didn't flinch. The card is now in the deck. Somehow, no one can explain it. Pass me the cards. And then I would produce them and they'd be in the box. And I'd be like, oh, look, he put them in the box too. That was nifty. And then I'd say, name your card. And they would say, what? And they would name whatever. And I would be like, what? And then I would shake my head and I would hold up four fingers and I would be like, 
and then they would eventually go four, and I'd be the four of, and then I'd mime shoveling, and then eventually they would say the four of spades, and then I would go through the cards, and one card would be reversed, and it would be the original card they named, and uh, then everybody would be confused and say, what did the four of spades do? <laughs> That's that's it, huh? Way to ruin a good trick. <laughs> now, what was your first trick, Johnny? Uh, your, your opening when you did the, walk the, around. Well, the very first trick I ever learned, uh, you, you know, I think you, you realize it, but when I was a kid, I didn't want to be a magician. I saw a movie about a Mississippi riverboat gambler, and mm -hmm. that's what I decided I wanted to be. I saw the Derringer hat, the frock coat, the brocade vest, dealing in cards. I wanted to be a card cheater. My mother took me to, uh, on Wells and North Avenue, a used bookstore, and I bought the only book I could find on card cheating, the expert at the card table. And I spent four the, years... The famous book yeah. and the hardest book in the world. Yeah. Well, they, in those days, in the 40s, they thought it was academic. You know, they mm -hmm. didn't think you could really do this stuff. Right. And so I spent four years trying to master everything in the book, and after four years, I came to the Rude Awakening. There weren't a lot of places for a 12-year-old card cheater. <laughs> you know? So I looked in the back of the book. It said Ledger Domain. I had to figure out what that meant. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and the first trick I learned was the card through the handkerchief. You know, oh, yeah. You have a card selected, shuffled back in the deck. You wrap the deck in a handkerchief, and you shake the handkerchief, and the card falls through the material, yeah, apparently. We just, we, just, uh, we just, Teller just did that on a morning news show. Oh, yeah, it's a great trick. It's a really nice That trick. was my first trick. I was, you guys sing the praises of books over videos. Absolutely. It's, it took me forever to even just realize what the word injog meant. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm, injog. What, what do you there think you I go. did no. at eight years old when I read injog? It took me no. like three months, by the way, I think to what Matt's figure saying, out the, in, you know, all the terms. All, all that Matt's saying is it's been a real struggle for him to learn magic, you know, where the being taught by Penn and Teller and Johnny Thompson <laughs> and Matt King. He's really had to fight his way up from the middle. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> you, oh, I'm sorry, you really suffered that you didn't know what injog meant. How can we make it easier for Matt Donnelly to learn magic, ladies and gentlemen? If he avoids injog if he does that yeah, right. way, yes. Well, um, and phalange, that's another... Is it phalange? Phalange. 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 I never knew what that was for ages. Oh, God. Yeah, the amount of phalange talk I did as a small child. <laughs> Obscene. <laughs> I can imagine what you thought Fallon's meant. My uh, my daughter is right now at uh, performing arts camp in uh, upstate New York, and she uh, called us the other day, and she is uh, talking to her. Um, she has a magic teacher. Oh. And uh, the magic teacher turns out big uh, big Penn and Teller fan. Oh, great. So she said she she always learns these tricks, and when when he asks her, you know. Does do Penn and Teller teach you magic? She goes, no, 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 no. I go to their teacher. I go to Johnny Thompson. <laughs> and that's who we have here. And we're going to be back on Wednesday with more. That was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha cha cha. Now I'll shut my phone off. You Can't become that fit again. <laughs> <laughs> That has nothing to do now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good one, though. Yeah, that was, was good. Great. Call, calling Johnny Thompson <laughs> when Pip's telling a story. He's still pounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wednesday, more with Johnny Thompson, Pip the Magic Dragon, Matt Donnelly. I'm Penn Gillette, and I love you.
everybody, Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable, where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against a shark if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.